I don't know about, uh, is this on? I don't know about a lot of you, but I, I stand in wonder sometimes. Uh, I have lived in this area since 1953. We look outside and we see a little snow and people are panicking. This used to be normal. This is, we wouldn't even think of not coming somewhere with snow. Now it's like it's been so long, but I look out here and I'm thinking, what are they all worried about here? This, we used to play in this. We rejoiced when it got like this because this is what we, where we lived. So I'm not really so sure about that. I, I also need to tell you that Pat was very, very, very kind. <laughs> Let me really give you a scenario of what happened after the interview when we were watching him. Our faces, if you could have seen Pat in our faces, they were like this. Steve gets done, and we kind of a little intermission. We come out, and he's kind of looking for approval. I don't know which of us said it, but said, boy, did that suck. <laughs> That's what friends are for. And Pat, I think, made the comment, if you guys remember the uh, uh, Peter Pan movie, when they just couldn't find out kind of uh, who Peter was. He had grown old, and, and he had forgotten who he was, and finally they saw his face, and, and we looked at it, and and said, there you are, Peter. It's like, just be you, Steve. And when he started being Steve Balsley, Pat looks at me and goes, there you are, Peter. <laughs> and then he just basically just flowed with being himself. I think it was interesting, and part of the reason I love this type of celebration is uh, probably different. I do not like to go to celebrations where man is exalted very often at all. Mostly because man looks at the exaltation and, and is all pleased with what he has done. In the book of Galatians, chapter 2, verse 6, uh, Paul was addressing these Galatian uh, religious people. And they were, they were all bragging about what they had. And there's a word in there that I think is not interpreted very well. And the word basically says this. They were exhibiting their achievements they would exhibit it so people could see uh, and, and, and associate with their name. Now, I'm not knocking you guys that put DRs behind your names or in front of them. Unless the motive is that people will recognize you as the DR. I'll say what God said. I'm not impressed at all. I'm not impressed at all with your achievements and you're exhibiting your achievements. And the reason that this was so excited for Pat and me to go there is this man, Steve Balsley, knows this is about God and this isn't about his ordination and he wants all the glory to go to God. And so in doing that, it's a fun thing to be a part of. And it's awesome. Today you are seeing firsthand the scripture that we're gonna look at. In Ephesians chapter one, Verses 15 through 19, it says, For this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which exists among you and your love for all the saints. Now, I am going to relate some of this to this man that I have had the honor to serve alongside. But I also think I speak very positively for Steve, for Pat, for Mike, and for Tom and me who have been put in a position of somehow pastoring. And our plea is also for you. 
this verse, this lived out portion of Scripture is not only as I address it to Steve, but we are addressing it to you. We're looking at also the same things for you when it says, for this reason, because of seeing your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for one another. It says, because of that, I do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you often in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom, of revelation, and the knowledge of him. And our prayer, and my prayer for you, Steve, is that word knowledge, as you understand, is not knowing about God. It is an intimate union with God. We pray that that union between you and God would just be blossoming all the time, and we would reap the benefits of that oneness that you have with him. We don't need necessarily all the words, but the power that comes with the words. And we're praying that for you. It says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling. That's an interesting word, enlightened, and your heart being enlightened. It came to me when we were singing the song where we all got up and we get pretty much pumped and that, you know, uh, the Revive Me song, and, uh, and it hit me about enlightened hearts. You see, we as physical people, we see through physical eyes, and normally we only see what we see with our eyes. God is asking us to see with our heart, which takes faith, to see things that cannot be seen by normal human beings. They do not have the capacity to see because they are limited to only their eyes. We pray that your hearts would be enlightened, that there would be a shining light that you would begin to see not only one another with your hearts and see the beauty in another person, but see all that there is. When we were singing that song, I was kind of getting pumped. God opened my heart and let it be enlightened. And what it was saying is that when we get all excited about it, and he's going to come and he's going to do this and all of the world is going to bow before him. And I realized, I don't have to defend you. I don't have to prove your existence. You're coming on a white steed and you're going to come in all your power. And every knee in heaven and on earth and every knee under the earth is going to bow and say, you are God. He will defend himself and we want eyes in our heart that can see it already as though it's happening now. I pray that your eyes of your heart, Steve, would be enlightened. That you would see those things that are already true in the rest of the body. I pray that you as a body would see that. You would not look out to one another and notice these obvious faults that are easy to judge. Because we all have them. But you would let your heart be enlightened and see the beauty in that person. I don't know if this happens to you very often, but it does to me quite often. Sometimes I'll be just going along a normal day or a normal week and somebody will just be lit up in my heart. I will think of them often. They will come to me all through the day. And I start to see the gorgeous creation of that creature of God. And I begin to be just blessed by their beauty. That is enlightening your heart. When your heart gets enlightened, and many of you out here have been in that position to me. I don't think it has anything to do with anything you do. 
It just is you're created by God, and a heart that gets enlightened can see that in people. I not only pray it for you, my friend, but I pray it for you. We pray it for you as a congregation. If this city is going to see a train coming, it's only going to see a train coming by the love we have for one another and for them. Not by our words and not by our growth and not by our big building and not by the size of a youth group. That will not do it. It is going to be somehow because your eyes have been enlightened to see into people's lives that other people cannot see. We pray that for you. We pray it for you. Then it goes on and it says, so that you, I pray that your hearts will be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Now I found this interesting. I forgot to share this at first service. Uh, it was the meat of the sermon. I missed it. And, uh, and it talked about the, the glory of the inheritance of the saints. And I thought, wow, what is, what is that really saying? And there's a verse here in Colossians 1.27. Listen to this. And I hope you guys realize this is what we have been trying to reveal. Not that we have it down at all. We just know it's what we're supposed to be looking. At least we're trying to look in the right place. And we're trying to have you guys look in the right place. This verse says, to whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this inheritance. This, my story among all men, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The inheritance is Christ in you. The inheritance that we want your eyes to see is that the living King of Kings inhabits your life, my life, and because of that, we become God's inheritance. That is so weird. I can't wrap my mind around that, that somehow I'm his inheritance, you're his inheritance, but it's the life of Christ in man that I believe so much is being missed today in a religious community, in the churchy community, is that people are missing the hope of glory, which is the resurrected Christ inhabiting these individual bodies. But then it goes on, and says this, and what the surpassing greatness of power towards us who believe in accordance with the working of the strength of his might. Now I believe the power, it says, our gospel is not one that came to you in word alone, but with word and power. And then the Holy Spirit will come upon you and he will fall upon you and you will receive power. I believe that, that a lot of times people uh, don't understand, don't uh, follow through walking through this faith walk because they do not know how to embrace the power that has been given to you. The power is the Holy Spirit. And the power is, is, is received by a key that every one of you hold in your hand. We're going to end the service in a few minutes, and what we're going to do is the three preaching team, the three preachers are going to say a blessing over you as we did over Steve. We're going to say a blessing over you of the scripture and something is alive in the scripture. The word of God says it is living, it's active, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It has the power to work in and divide rightly inside you. There's something about the oral word of God being spoken that gives power. 
And the key to this power, you can use any word that makes sense to you, but the key to this power is surrendered. Surrender. Give up. Yield. Abide. Hook yourself to. Quit your independent living and become dependent on this God. In the break, one of the guys came up to me and said, uh, I'll never forget one of the times when he was going through uh, some surrendering part of his life and he, he made a comment and he says, well, God, you gave me authority over my life for about this many years and I've really screwed it up. So you know what? I quit. I yield myself to you as my authority and you go ahead and fill me and empower me so that I can now be what you designed me to be. And so as we go ahead and as Pat and Steve come up here, we would ask you to do something. As we read these verses as a blessing into your life, we would ask you, especially in each of the verses, there are two words that are going to be used, power and filled. When those words are spoken, when these blessings are spoken, I would ask you just in a spirit of, <sighs> let the Spirit of God fill you, empower you, that you may go forth and be what he asks you to be. In the scriptures, there's a portion of scripture that just blows me away, and that is that one time, uh, it, there was a, a man, and he came to Jesus, and he said, Jesus, would you come and heal my son? And Jesus gave a response that wasn't quite like, a, you know, he said, I, I've got some things to do. And he says, ah. He says, all you have to do is speak the word, and he will be healed. For I, too, am a man under authority. And as long as I'm under authority, all you have to do is speak the word. And remember what Jesus' response was? Wow. I've never seen this type of faith, not in all of Jerusalem. What was he saying that caught Jesus' attention that would have him wow? This centurion soldier was saying this, Jesus, I have recognized you have yielded and surrendered your life so much so to the Father in such a way that the Father is just a direct channel through you. Because you're so surrendered to him, because you have submitted to that authority, you can just speak any word and it'll be done because you've submitted to him. He says, I understand that because I'm a, a centurion soldier and all I have to do is keep submitting myself to the Roman uh, leadership and 100 men have to do anything that I tell them to do. I understand. You just speak the word, my son will be healed. So Pat and Steve and I, uh, in the position that somehow you voted us in, that's your problem, we are an authority somehow in your life. Please, that doesn't mean we are your bosses over you. We come along and serve you. And we recognize Steve as a senior pastor today, and we've recognized the authority that's been given to us, which is not a light task. We have to tread sometimes where angels fear to tread. But because of that authority, we are going to ask you to stand. And we are going to go ahead and say a blessing over you. We believe that that blessing will be honored and it will be carried through in your individual lives as you yield and receive this blessing in your life.
For this reason, Father, I ask that you would fill these people with your knowledge of your will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, that, you may, that they may walk in a manner worthy of you, Lord, to please you in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the intimate knowledge of you, strengthened with all power according to your glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience that they joyously would be giving thanks to you, Father, who has qualified them to share in the inheritance with the rest of the saints. For this reason, we now bow our knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that God would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and that you all may know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all fullness of God. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you for this family that you've gathered together here, uh, this body of believers that, uh, Father, that, that desires to know you and for you to be known through them. Father, thank you for Steve and uh, the, uh, the authority, the, the blessing uh, that you've placed him in our lives as. Uh, Father, we, we just pray that he and Marcia would just enjoy uh, you, that they would be strengthened by you in doing what you've called him to do. Thank you, Father, for your calling. Uh, thank you for how you will do anything and all things that you desire to do, that you desire to be known, that you would do those things through us. So, Father, I pray for this body. I pray for this leadership team. I pray for all those who uh, labor here with you in, in, uh, in this body of believers here that we know is Rimrock. Father, I just pray that your will would be accomplished and truly people would see you in all of us. We exalt you and praise you for you're the only one worthy of that. In Jesus' name, we give that praise. Amen. Sit down just for a second, please. Dreamed I went to heaven. You were there with me. I walked upon the streets of gold beside the crystal sea. I heard the angels singing. Someone called your name. 
once a young man and he was smiling as he came and he said friend you may not know me now but then he said but wait you used to teach my Sunday school when I was only eight each day you would say a prayer before the class would start one day when you said that prayer I asked Jesus in my heart sing this with me would you thank you for giving to the Lord I am a light that was changed before you said remember the time a missionary came to church and his pictures made you cry you didn't have much money but you gave it anyway and Jesus took that gift you gave and that's why I'm here today and everybody said Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am a light that was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you. by one they came as far as the eye could see each one somehow changed by your generosity little things that you had done sacrifices made unnoticed here on earth but in heaven now proclaimed heaven they say we're not supposed to cry I could almost swear there were tears in your eyes as Jesus took your hand and you stood before the Lord he said my child look around you great is your Say this to God. Say this to Marsha and Steve. Thank you for giving to the Lord. Well, I am a light that was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. One more time to say thank you for giving to you. 
again. God bless you. Drive safely on the way home. Remember, we have sandwiches with the staff. And uh, amen. Amen? Two.